Welcome to Faith Trainers, day three, and uh, we are going to be reading Genesis 5 and 6 and Matthew 3 today, mm -hmm. and we welcome you wherever you are. We're back. Glad to be back. Back live. We're going to just tell the truth. Yes. We do these in batches, which is why we're wearing the same clothes. We're not yes. going to go changing clothes We're uh, in between. We're not that ripe, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Tim had a 12-hour day yesterday, working outside. Well, 11 hours. In the cold, and I had a... Not it, was, so, it was a little short a of a day, half day. And then we had to re-film re day one. Oh, yeah. And... This is day three, and we'll get this, we'll get it together. Yeah. But the whole point is, good. we love each other. Yeah. We love God's word. Yes. We like to share. And, we, and so uh, we're going to share with you. Share it with you. So welcome. And what we always like to do before we read is a quick prayer. Very, very quick. Yeah. And you go this time. Okay. I thank you, Father, for your word, and I ask that you give us an anointing of faith mm -hmm. as we read it and as we speak, whatever we speak, Lord, that let it bring encouragement and faith and life to whoever hears it. And I pray, Father, for us and for whoever's listening, that you would give them wisdom and understanding. Let them see more about you and more about your love and your plan for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I believe it because it makes a difference. We believe we receive his enlightening of our understanding. I have met people that have not that have tried to read the Bible and they did not know God. Mm. They said it was the most confusing thing. Oh, I'm sure. But if you know God, you have there's a, there's a like a little impartation of faith even if you don't know hardly anything about God. Mm. There's enough faith that you can believe to understand something. Yes. And then as you grow and spend time with God and spend time with the Bible, you understand more and more and more. But I'm yeah. telling you, Tim, I read stuff, and I've been reading the Bible since I was able to read. And I see, still see things that I never saw. Oh, yeah. All the time. The Word is alive. All the time. It is alive. And... I've been reading the Bible. I, I got my first Bible when I was 10, 11 years old, 10 or 11. And I remember there was a gal named Adrian and uh, they came by in a little bus and it was an opportunity for my, my parents to say, yeah, take the kids please for a Sunday morning. We want to sleep in. I don't know, they, they, but they were happy to have us go off in the church bus with them. And, um, Got my first Bible and started reading it. Cherished it ever since. And, you know, back then, all there was was a King James that, that I was aware of anyway. And uh, it's, it was difficult, but I still, I would check in with the thing. I and as the years went by. I was only five. Yeah. And I wanted, I God called me to the ministry when I was five. You began as a wee and lass. And I just would sit there watching that preacher to read that Bible and think, oh... I want to read. I want to be a teacher of the Bible. I want to read the Bible. I can't wait till I learn how to read. Yeah. And then I did. Yeah. Oh, and there it is. 
Uh, but you... To follow on your point is, I remember the Bible being just kind of overwhelming. And it wasn't until 1978, and I was 15 years old, that uh, I asked the Lord into my life and came to know the Lord. And it made a difference. The yeah. Bible started making more sense in the years following. I only made it a couple hours. A couple hours, yeah. Was that was a rough stretch for you, though. So that was say, a rough couple hours. Ooh, it was bad. Bad, bad on my parents. <laughs> You'll have to hear her testimony sometime. It's pretty awesome. I've got a testimony. Put the it's faith trainers has the testimony. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, you can hear about my little five-year-old meltdown. <laughs> but we're we're in chapter five. Chapter it's a five. It's a day of five of the book of Genesis. Of the book of Genesis. Yeah. And the first book of Moses. I'm gonna let you read. And I'm gonna go with the same thing. I read. Katie Bell Twang won't come. Katie Bell no, Twang. I think I'm gonna let you do. I didn't mind the Katie Bell Twang on day, day one. one. Did you? <laughs> uh, I call her Katie Bell. That's our little secret. That <laughs> now you're in on. All right. Okay, Tim. My, Here we my go. Beloved. Genesis chapter five. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, in the day when they were created. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived an hundred and five years, and begat Enos. And Seth lived after he begat Enos eight hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. And Enos lived ninety years, and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan, eight hundred and fifteen years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were nine hundred and five years, and he died. And Canaan lived seventy years, and begat Mahalalil. Mahalalil, sorry. And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalil eight hundred and forty years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Canaan were nine hundred and ten years, and he died. And Mahalalil lived sixty and five years, and begat Jared. And Mahalalil lived after he begat Jared eight hundred and thirty years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Mahalalil were eight hundred and ninety and five years, and he died. And Jared lived an hundred sixty and two years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch eight hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were nine hundred sixty and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. 
And Methuselah lived in 180 and seven years and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived, and after he begat Lamech, 780 and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years and he died. And Lamech lived in 802 years and begat a son. Oh, and lived, sorry, and 180 and two years and begat a son. My dyslexia kicked in for a second. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which, he, which the Lord hath cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah five hundred ninety and five years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were seven hundred seventy and seven years, and he died. And Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Chapter 6. You want to stop yeah. for a second? Okay. A lot going on there. Well, there's a lot of generations and a lot of old folks. Yeah. Whoa! They lived a long time. They did. But as we find out, there, there becomes an end to that, which I didn't really understand much about that. It's know. very interesting. Is it, but there's a reason why God shortened it, yeah. which isn't a good reason. Which isn't quite revealed yet, so we'll... No, I know, we'll but, uh, but you read those old ones and you think, yeah. oh, would, would, you wonder, would it be great to have that much time, or would it be really long? Um, I don't know. Good question. But you know, <laughs> um, Enoch, one of my Bible heroes, oh, well, yes. heroes it said he had habitual fellowship with God. Yeah. And then the, the King James, it says, walked with God. Yeah. But the Amplified says, habitual fellowship with God. But, what, you know... What must have that been like? He only lived on the earth 300 and some years, and then he left. So he I guess walked he had with an, God, and he was not, for God took him. Yeah. He, he had he enough just, after 300 and some years and said, Ouch. I just, I just want to be with you, Lord. Vominos, lucky. Let's get out Didn't say he died. No. He walked with God, and then he was just, just no gone. more. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that I always thought that was really neat. I wanted to be well, and, and he's one of the friends of God. Yes, in the Bible, and I love that. I mean, I don't want to be just somebody that knows about God, and somebody that that um, you know is afraid of God, mm-hmm. honors God. I want to. Yes, I want to honor God. Yes, I want to know about God, but I want to be God's friend. Mm-hmm. And it's. I'm finally getting there. Yeah, or I really, you are. I'm really getting to know him as a friend. Yeah, it took a while. Yes, it took a while, but that's okay. You're, not, he- you're not, ahead of me on not that. Not on his end, you know, mm-hmm. but on my end for spending the time that it took, and then just being, um, I guess, free enough to believe it mm-hmm. could be like that. It takes a while. Especially if you're really you gotta you gotta know who God is. Well, and you gotta know like, how to approach Him. You gotta know what pleases Him. You gotta know how to honor Him. There's ways yeah. to do it. And it helps if you're not kind of mad at Him a little bit underneath yeah. everything. Yeah, now that's the thing. A lot of people get real upset with God, and they blame God for a lot of things. And as we go through the Bible, we'll see that. 
God is not the one who kills. God is not the yeah. one who steals. God is not the one who destroys. But people have it so backwards. And there's someone else who does that. We'll learn more about him. But it's... Uh, we, we just are, it, it's so easy to let things get in the way of getting to know God. And that's the way the enemy of our souls wants to have it. Yeah. But we'll, we will have none of that. And that's part of why we're doing this. Well, because we're friends. Yes. You and I. Oh, yes. And they love us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, we could, but part of that, we spend time together. Yes. And, and we have a trust. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, you walk together. It takes trust. Yeah. It takes faith. Yeah. And, um, you know, in this world, <clears throat> this world that's full of a curse and crazy people and really some nasty things, but also still some remnants of the good things that God made. We're still, with all that the earth has been through, and get, when Adam disobeyed God and and gave in to what we call sin and took his dominion because God gave man dominion over the earth and Adam gave that over to the evil one and still even through all that and all the wars and destruction and pestilences and diseases and things the earth is still an amazing place and you look at uh, you can look at so much yeah, that was a T for time, huh? <laughs> when you talk about Genesis, you could talk about so much. So let's go into chapter 6. This is my director here. All right, Genesis chapter 6. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be in hundred and twenty years. Oh, there it is. There it is. So all of a sudden they went from living 800 to almost a thousand years, in Methuselah's case. Um, now they're, they're limited. 120 years. Still a pretty good stretch by today's standards. All right. Continuing on, verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and, behold, it was corrupt, 
for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without pitch. Oops. <laughs> Okay, let me read that again. Sorry. Verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. That's like tar. Yeah. Yeah, the pitch of the trees. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof. With lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant. And thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark, to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come into thee, and to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Noah. Now talk about a great man of faith. hundred years it took him to build that. hundred years. It's a long time to work a on a project. Time. And got his kids to do it with him. And, oh, I mean, can you imagine? They must have had a different thing, because, I mean, just getting my kids to do the dishes and... <laughs> oh. I'm sure every parent out there can yeah. agree that... Uh... To get them to work every day, all day, for 100 years with you? Oh, yeah. Ooh, on something that nobody's ever done before. <laughs> yeah. And why? And by faith. Well, they knew the end of the world was coming. And they believed it. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine it's, how it's a that bad, was. Violent, very. Yeah. I mean, we have bad times now, but that was. It was so bad. God said, "I don't even yeah. want to." Every thought in their heart was wicked yeah. continually. Really, really. I mean, first bad. he shortened their lifespans, but it's, it's like it was too late. Everybody was just messed up. What can I do? That's perverted, wicked, violent. I mean. I can't imagine what that must have been like to live in that time. Well, and you've, well, you, there's places on the earth now that you can live where people are just. This is true. Violent and. I bad. can't imagine what it's like living we're in. We're really blessed some of those to live places. where we do. We are. We are very fortunate. I mean, there's there's a few people that kick up a little fuss, but they aren't yeah. shooting each other and yeah. not. I've been in neighborhoods where uh, gunshots go off and mm -hmm. stabbings have occurred, and there's there's definitely an air of fear and dread. Right. It's not a not a fun way to live. No. But there's a way out. 
There is a way. God out. made a way out for Noah and and, and his family, and, and he always makes a he way. He always out. does, and it, you know it, it was a covenant. God made a covenant with Noah. I mean, we'll see covenant, 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 covenant. That's a big word in the Bible. Yes. A prom. It's an agreement, a promise. It has two sides. Yes. And, and God, you know, he doesn't have to do that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to obligate him to anything, but he does. And why? Because we, we can put faith in that covenant. Yeah. Noah put faith in that covenant and built that ark. And God kept his end of it and kept him safe inside of it. So, thank God for, thank God. for his covenants. And thank God that he didn't just give up and wipe us out. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Thank God for his love. Thank God that he is faithful. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go back on his word. He is yeah. not a liar. Yeah. He's pretty amazing. Yeah. And all the animals. And all yeah. the animals getting along. What that must have been. That's something. It was a it, it was a very blessed space. It was like a little garden of Eden in there. And miracles happened continually, I'm sure. I don't know if it was garden of Eden like it was, you know, was perfect like garden dark, of Eden was. But smelly. Well, it was, place. <laughs> it was like a garbage can in there. <laughs> well, I imagine. There was, it was still a miracle they made it. It was. By all accounts, they should not have made it. No. I mean, they they would models. not have made it without God's they help. They have built models of the ark. Mm-hmm. And they have, I've seen where NASA scientists studied it. A good friend of mine was going to make and, a theme park out of boater, the ark. Boat, boat ex- expert people. Yes. And they said the way that it's structured... The more weight you put in it, the more stable it gets. Yep. The deeper it sinks down in the water, the safer it is. It could survive a Category 5 hurricane. Right. So that's that's a good allegory for us. The heavier your life situation is, the more you God's got you surrounded. Yep. He's the more the safer. Really, the safer you are when you're with God. Mm the more you, you trust them. You just got to sink yeah. in deeper. Yeah. Instead of fighting it, sink in Keep deeper. Keep going. Say, God, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. And try not to... Every day. Try not to interject your own thinking on and things. Don't get up on top of that arc and Just what is God around. saying? What is God doing? Stay inside. Yeah. Until you get out. When he says it's time to get out, then okay. Until then, stay inside. Yeah. Okay. Ready to move on to Matthew? Ready to move on. Matthew chapter 3. Chapter 3. You want to read this one? I think I will let you do this. Okay. Matthew chapter 3. I think if we need to to adjust the lighting in here. Oh. If I'm going to be reading. But we'll have to work on that then. This Bible has seen miles. Okay. It's a little crinkly and hard to read. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that you are not blind anymore and you it's can read. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have done this. Okay. So oh. Matthew chapter three. This is another good one. And remember we only do one chapter a day in the New Testament. Matthew chapter three. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And saying, Repent you, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Esaias, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, 
prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. Then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. To be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And that's another end and another beginning. Yes. Because baptism is a... That is your end of your old life. It's a, it's a symbol. The end of your old life and your beginning of your new life mm -hmm. and John the Baptist they you know they used to baptize people before John the Baptist did that did you know that I did not know that the, yeah there was there was Jewish head ceremonies of baptism and I know there's that Assyrian general that Elisha told him to Naaman. dunk himself Naaman yeah and he was healed of leprosy right but when we read through Leviticus there was there are there are oh, baptisms really? and cleansings, yeah. See, I learned something too. Right. But um, <laughs> John was the last of the old covenant baptism, and Jesus was the beginning okay. of the new. And the, the difference between the two is when you had the old, it was a symbolic thing, and, a, and it was a baptism of, of promise. Mm -hmm. I promise I'm going to do better. I'm leaving that behind. But the new baptism, the new covenant, is the Holy Ghost mm. is with us yes. and in us to seal that mm -hmm. and make us a new creature. Not just a repentant person that's hoping to do better, but someone that's given righteousness. The righteousness of Christ is imparted to us through the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's a new, big, big time new beginning. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And only until this point could, after this point, Jesus, people could believe in Jesus and be saved because he was anointed of God. And, yeah. and God said, this is my son. Yes. Um, it was a special day. Yeah. It was a new beginning. You know, the baptism we just read about Noah, um, there is a going down in the water and coming back up, and the coming back up represents new life. It's kind of a, a type of... Uh, an example. An example. It's not, we try not to use jargon. Yeah, right. Type. An it example. Mean anything to people. Well, yeah. An example of in a big way. Yeah. It... it uh, like a macro. It's God revealing, even from the first day when mankind fell in the garden, there was the promise of Jesus coming. There was a promise of new life with what Noah, we haven't read about the flood and everything yet, but um, that's interesting about Leviticus. I was not aware of that. I missed that. It, uh, there was a baptism already. Yeah. And then this is a new baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's interesting. Well, it's this isn't the baptism of the Holy right. Spirit, but this is a baptism but where it's coming. The Holy soon. God, yeah, God, that and God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. That that anointing that came on him is where the miracles started happening. They never, he didn't have any miracles before this. Now anointing, that could be jargon. What anointing is, is the um, <clears throat> something on you. Mm-hmm. In the in the Bible, like it the was. Oil. They used oil to anoint. Yeah, it's a it's a tangible expression of something happening. That's a spiritual force. Yes. So sometimes, like if you like if in the Bible it talks about anointing someone with oil, mm-hmm. you would rub a dab of oil on them. But then there's also the anointing of God. It's something over and above what would normally be happening. So there's yeah. a there's a a substance to it. Yes. So. That's day three. Day three. There you go. Thank you for joining us again, or for the first time. And we're going to just put our faith out for you, our friends, our family, our beloveds. Thank you, Father, for Mm -hmm. your word. I thank you for this time together. We value it. We treasure it. And whoever is listening, we pray in faith Mm -hmm. for them today, whatever time of day, wherever they're listening. Whenever this happens, this could be to, you know, the beginning of the year, it could be the end of the year, it could be the middle of the year, whenever they're listening to this, Lord, you are there. Mm-hmm. You are real. And I speak peace and wisdom and the blessing in the name of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. over each one. I you agree. love them and just show them how much you love them today. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. God bless you, be well, and we'll see you next time. See you at day four. <laughs> oh, got to turn the thing off. Yep. <clears throat> it's trimming time. Mm. It's going well.